What's good, boys and girls? The Fins Up podcast on this glorious uh, Tuesday night. I hope you weren't affected by the wind on the Monday. Uh, stinking hot day, getting ready for the cold front. It is the off-season, but we have a lot of fun planned ahead. And I'm joined, as always, by my handsome colleague, Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan, how are you doing? Mate, doing fantastic, thank you. Thank you for organising this, because I got up today thinking there was no podcast. And got a very nice surprise message that says, Oi, we got a guest tonight. And I was shocked that someone agreed to come down to our level, Terry. We have the guest of all guests now. We have brought him down to our level. We have got, of course, the uh, host of Sharkcast Pod, Mr. Sam Shinazi, on the line with us. Sam, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, guys, how are you doing? I'm waving like we're on TV, but I know we're not on TV. But hello, thanks for having me. What a great uh, joy to be here. Finally, finally, we get to collaborate for this podcast. Now, this is going to be a fun podcast here. I've given you guys a little bit of background off the air. We are going to put our hats on together here. Now, I've come up with 10 headlines, and you're going to give me the scenario. You're going to, I'm going to give you the scenario. You're going to give me the player and what happened, players and what happened. Uh, so, you woke up in the morning, you've opened up. Twitter, you've opened up the Daily Telegraph, you've opened up Fox Sports, and you see these headlines, I want your reaction, I want you to tell me what's happened. Let's start off with a nice nice one before we get into the uh, somewhat unnecessary headlines, if you will. But the first one, you wake up tomorrow morning, and you read that Cronulla have signed Player X for three years, starting 2025. Dan, who's the player? I, without ruining what I have, although by the time this comes out of order, already dropped, so it's absolutely fine. Um, Jerome Luai, hopefully. Sign Jerome Luai and Cronulla immediately jump a host of teams and become, I wouldn't say premiership favourites, but premiership contenders. I'm going to go with Jerome Luai. I don't care. Get me in the comments. I don't care. I want Luai and Sharks colours. Better our grub than... Than their grub, I suppose. Someone else's. Yeah, Jerome Luai was the player that I had written down as well. Dan, who have you got for us? I'm going to go the other way in the GF recently, and I'm going to go young Ezra Mann because I like the way he plays. I thought on the big stage he was unbelievable, and he's so young. I had no idea he was 20 years old. Yeah. The upside there, if he keeps up that kind of form... That's the way I'm going. And I'm guessing he's nowhere near as a bad boy as Jerome either. Well, we, we don't know yet. We don't two, know. He's only two years in, so we'll see how it goes. And Both I should really... say, we, there's nothing wrong with bad boys, and most of our 2016 team were bad boys, and they got us across the line. So, Jerome, be as bad as you like. I'm going Ezra. I don't mind Jerome, Luai, though. Not a bad choice, Dan. Yeah, kind of, kind of uh, the, the no dickhead policy isn't really serving us well when you have a look at that 2016 team. And yes, yes. So. Alright, so starting off with a little bit of fun one, but we're now going to have to go into the negatives. You wake up, you open up your Facebook, whatever, and you see this headline, Cronulla rocked as Player X is suspended for 10 weeks for an off-field incident. <laughs> Who's the player and what have they done? There are so many answers that I want to give that I probably shouldn't. 
I, I'm going to go with one of my favourites, Ronaldo Molotalo. This is a bloke that I'm just waiting to do something dumb. Um, I, I don't know what, because he's such a nice guy off the field. On the field, he's more likely, but I don't know. If I had if I had to guess, it's Ronaldo Molotalo. I, I, he's a bit of a pest on Instagram. Maybe he annoys the wrong person, gets into a blue at a pub. Does a Paul Gallon, and despite people saying, oh, you let it go, let it go, continues a little bit over the top. I certainly don't see him doing something something that we've seen in the past Cronulla players do. So I'll go, I'll go for Ronaldo for lipping off and getting dragged into a fight because I don't think he would swing first. Yeah, this one's very tough, Terry, already. But uh, I'm thinking two guys, and I'm thinking, and I hope the, to God that he doesn't hear me say this, I'm thinking Sifatalakai does something on social media and it's just a little bit too uh, edgy and maybe he has to be stood down. But the 10-week thing has thrown me, so I'm going to go with a friend of yours and that would be Toby Rudolph in some sort of nightclub incident. That, had, that, that's pretty open, open-ended. It could be anything. Shanaz, I had Toby Rudolph suspended for 10 weeks for an off-field incident in Bali. And let's let's be honest, if that's the worst our two guys are doing, yeah. our team is way too nice. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Uh, so it's February, we've just played our trials, mm. and the headline from anyone says selection headache. How does Craig Fitzgibbon get player X in the team? Who is it? Who's the player? Shanaz, let's start with you this time. The player is going to be... Connor Tracy. And I say that because he's coming off a good end of the season. Other clubs are looking at him. There's probably pressure within. Of what, what are you going to do with Connor Tracy? And I think that... I don't really know where he's going to go. He could play centre, but I don't. I, I wouldn't start him there. He could be on the bench, but I really like him, but I have no idea where he's going to fit into that 17. So for me, that's the immediate thing that comes to mind. Connor Tracy, Dragons legend. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Dan, who have you got? Samuel Stone Street. He's going to come back from a big off-season looking bigger than ever. People are going to look at him. They're going to see how fast he is. They're going to see how big he is. They can see how high he jumps. They're going to see him in a trial. Again, we're going to run out a, a half half a side. We're going to kick, and he's going to score a hattie against whoever he gets up against, and people are going to say, this kid needs to be there somewhere. I think the obvious answer is obviously he goes to wing, but this is a dude that with probably a, a big preseason under his belt can get big enough to play centre. There's a centre spot there, I dare say. I think it's Sam Stone Street. Do, do you guys... Do you, sorry, Terry. Do you guys... Do you guys think he could pull off centre this soon in his career? Like, is he ready to go? Or well, will he, he be ready in, in March? He played a few games... I don't know if he'd be ready in March. He played a few games in the New South Wales Cup this year. Dan and I went down to Canberra and he, he played New South Wales Cup. And with the ball in his hand, he looked as good as anyone. He looked <laughs> as good as any centre that you'll see in New South Wales Cup. But they did target him, and they, they didn't quite target him with, like, decoys or – they, they literally just they, – they targeted him one-on-one with his man to see if he could defend. And whilst him 
some tackles, he missed some as well. Okay. There's a quote from one of the flag boys, I won't, I won't say who, who said that Sam Stone Street blew everyone away at training and they were saying he's going to play 20-plus games last year. So if he stays fit and does that again this year, God help us all, here comes our next genuine superstar. No pressure. He, he's, def- he's definitely part of the crew. Like I've been down there and he's, he's, he's not some young kid hanging on the fringes. Like He's part of the team. So maybe I have time gone, is coming. I have gone with the future prince of the Shire, Cade Dykes, to come back and absolutely tear the trials apart. Now, we've had a fun one. We've got to have a bit of a negative one here. Uh, at the end of round one, uh, Shark Star is handed a huge suspension by the judiciary. <laughs> Who is it? Go, go to him. It's Dale Finucane. The bloke's just come back from a suspension <laughs> or something, and he's going to do something stupid <laughs> and cop another eight weeks. And I say that with Jess, but also... Complete sincerity. Dale, if you're listening, stop doing what you do. Chaz? I am going to go with the big bald monster, Big Tommy, Tall Tommy. And he's going to absolutely, reluctantly, clothesline a man from hell and he will serve a suspension. I have no idea why I'm saying this, but that's what comes to mind. He's just so big. Tom, Tom is the only player going into 2025, if memory serves me. Oh, 2024, sorry. If memory serves me right, with carryover points from the semi-final series. So he was the only one who was put on the ball. Yeah, right. Uh, you get the clean slate every year unless you get put on suspension in the finals. Okay. We're going midway through. Well, who are you going to do, Terry? Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, I had Braden Hamlin in early. Yep. Oh, yeah. Cutting someone's hip hair drop. bad? or hip Yeah, hip drop. Bad haircut. I got one. Um, right, Cronulla surged up the ladder thanks to the surprise form of player X. Shinazi, who's the player? I, I think the Prince is going to rise. I'm with you. I think Kay Dykes is going to be in that 17 in the starting 13, dare I say. I think you're going to see him play in centre at some point early on. And I think his form will be as good as what we've seen already in his first two games. And I think that will be the surprise factor and that'll drive us along throughout the season and he'll become not quite in Nico's you know, realm. But yeah, I think that Cade has a really big future as long as he can stay healthy. And I, and I hope that comes true, actually. Who you got, Dan? You took the words right out of my mouth, mate, but I'm not here to agree. I'm going to go Kyle Iro. Picked in round one because he's going to give them absolutely no choice with his preseason form. And he goes Wooshka in the Val Holmes mould, both physically and talent-wise. Uh, and just scores, what, 10 early tries. And we go up the ladder. Um, I'm happy if Kay Dykes assists him, but Kaylor or someone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the reverse jinx on this player because despite how hard I hammer him, he is key for us doing well, so it's a surprise form of Blake Braley. Here we go. Here we go. Terry's, here Terry's we go. getting back on the train. I'm getting back on the train here, Shanaz. Uh, so we're halfway through the season, and we wake up to a press conference. Yeah. Craig Fitzgibbon is front and center of this press conference. and he's There's a lot of waking up in uh, 2024. That's always well, good. Some of us need to sleep, right? And if we're this side of the dirt, it's good. 
Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Uh, and he gives us this quote. Now, what does it mean, Dan, when Craig Fitzgibbon said, it's really odd, but we don't know where we'll be playing next year? What is he oh, there's another delay with the the Leagues Club and the bloody uh, the, the Leagues Club roof falls in, and the NRL say, "No, nah, that's enough. This is embarrassing now. It's got to be that." I think he's referring to finals football. Is what he's referring to. We're not sure where we're going to be playing in finals football, and. I'd tell you where we're going to be playing. We're going to be playing at Allianz Stadium. And 30,000 of us are going to get the bus out there and have a great time, have a great night and party all night long because we're going to win our first finals game under Fitzgibbon, under a Fitzgibbon, and it'll be at Allianz Stadium in week one of the finals. Okay. Mine is, uh, now going off the back of Anthony Albanese saying that he's going to throw all this money into Papua New Guinea, I think he's also going to push with the NRL to have all the games played at big stadiums. So Fitzgibbon is standing in front of the press Ooh. conference going, and I don't know if we're going to be playing at Shark Park, or I don't know if we're going to be playing at Allianz Stadium. So that's where I'm heading. Wouldn't that test Dutchie out, mate? He's two bloody loves, the Sharks and the Albo, which, which means more to him. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know we were getting political, boys. Here we go. Now, an origin dilemma for the Sharks. They will be without three players for the entire origin series. Who are the three players? Let's start with you, Dan, because I can see Shanaz counting. Yeah, look, I can. Nico Hines, obviously, is the first one. Um, I think that there will be, much like in the NFL, we saw that the running backs just all suffered negative things at once and it rolled on one to, under the other. I think every single eligible hooker gets COVID and Blake Braley is the only player available. Maguire picks and he sticks. So those two. And I think Jesse Ramian just breaks through and finally gets where he should be. Or they change the eligibility rules and Ronaldo comes back and gets a spot that he otherwise was ripped off from many years ago. But I'll say, I'll say Ramian and Nico are a very real shot. And I'll say Braley because it's really, really funny. Who we got, Shanaz? We got Nico. Nico is going to be playing somewhat, probably off the bench, you'd think. I also have, because he had such a great year this year, and he's going to have a great year next year, I believe he should be our captain. I think Cam McInnes is going to really light up the world next year, and I think he might just get that spot. New coach coming in. Obviously nowhere near as insane as the last one. And i got Cam McInnes playing Origin, and I think the third person I would throw in there, I do want to put in Blake somewhere in that 17, but that won't really, if he's not in, sorry, I want to put him in the squad, not in the 17, that won't keep him away from Cronulla, so I will say that Sifa Talakai will make his second Origin game off the bench, because for us, he's going to be middle forward off the bench, he's going to dominate, he's going to kill people, and that might just get him another spot at some point in the Origin Series. Just referencing what you said there, Shanaz, what if we insist that he stays in the Origin camp? Like, we don't want him, you guys keep him. <laughs> well, that would be problematic, but uh, uh, mate, we don't want Talakai? We're off Talakai? No, Talakai is great, but this is this is a, a what-if thing. So, no, no, like they can keep them both if they want, if it means Eero and Beryl get a shot, but uh, that's just me taking away from here. Sorry, mate. Uh, I... I, yeah, I wouldn't be happy with that. No, sorry. 
I have. I look. I I, I got to tell you this. Uh, I had Cam McInnes written down, but you've said Cam McInnes, and obviously Dan said Blake Bradley. So I'm going to go a little bit different. Look, obviously Nico is the the main one, and I think the way that he played for Australia, he'll you know Michael McGuire is going to look at. Oh, geez, he's going to be pretty handy playing outside Nathan Cleary. I throw I throw two curveballs at you, but uh, Michael McGuire doesn't mind. Uh, Pretty versatile forward off the bench. I'm going to go Jack Williams. He's going to continue yeah. to form just that wrecking ball Talakai role. And uh, only got Queenslander. There's going to yep. be there's going to be a hundred injuries to Queensland this year. Braden Trindle is going to get a call up. Well, well, mate, if he gets a call up, we'll be doing very, very well next season. So sign me up. Did you see Fox Sports name their best 17 and they put Oregon Kafusi in the side and they did not put Jack Williams? I just want to put that on record. Yeah, Fox Sports don't know what they're doing. I want to go on on record as saying they do know what they're doing, but I also agree with you, Dan, that, that, yeah, I would swap those two guys. I've done my research, you (laughs) know. All right. We're coming up for the end of the season now. In fact, we've just finished round 27. And Cronulla will be hosting a finals game at X Stadium. What stadium is it? And what did they finish? Now, to host, final series, you need to finish first, second, fifth, or sixth. So, we're hosting. Where are we playing? And who are we playing? Uh, sorry, where are we playing and what did we finish, Sam? Uh, I want us to be in fourth, but I'm going to go along with what you're saying. So, I'll say fifth. And as much as I want to play at Shark Park, and I really, really want to, if it's my choice, we are. But I think as a club, we kind of need to move forward a bit, and I think we'll be playing at Allianz, given just there was a whole lot of negativity last year that went on from certain sections, and I think that we'll be finishing fifth playing in at Allianz Stadium, yeah. I'll jump in before Dan, because he's got a bit of a smug look on his face. I'll say we're playing at Combank, because South Sydney are going to finish sixth, and we don't want to take the game to Allianz, and... You know, Cronulla versus South Sydney would put 50, 50,000 people, no matter where you play it, and Cronulla are going to take the game to Combank. Uh, Dan, who have you got? Look, I'm going to go in fifth as well, and I think we host Parramatta and take it to Allianz. I think we get a big crowd. At Parramatta, obviously, a good draw, and we don't want to play them at home, which rules out Combank and even uh, a core stadium. I think Allianz is the premier stadium where the premier football team and uh, I don't care who we play as long as we win a finals game next year. Hmm. All right. We're, uh, we're in the final series now, and it's Dally M night. Too easy. Cronulla claim four awards at the Dally M night. What awards are they, Mr. Nichols? Winger of the year, Ronaldo Mulatalo, without a shadow of a doubt. Craig Fitzgibbon, coach of the year, drags a pretty... Below par, compared to the big boys, to a well, fifth spot, we're assuming, but I want to say we'll, we'll finish fourth. See, those, those, two are, those two are locks, easy. I think Nico Hines wins both halfback and M medal of the year because if we're any hope to be where we want to be, it's going to come on the back of uh, the wet-haired prince himself. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll lock those four in. I feel like I'm cheating a little bit, but, uh, yeah, it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Schnatz? Uh, I got fullback of the year, Will Kennedy. Well, I love if, that. If I he hadn't that. have been injured this year, he would have gone close. Uh, yep. 
we we tallied all of our points every week on our podcast, Shakas Pod, and he was uh, sixty point sixty points ahead of the next guy, <sighs> and he didn't play what seven or eight games, nine games, whatever it was. So Will Kennedy is my fullback of the year. I think that Nico will be halfback of the year. I'm with Dan. I think he'll also be he'll also be Dalian winner again. Uh, he's got it in him. He went close last year and he wasn't even that red hot. Mm-hmm. And I think that the captain of the year oh, good one. Will be Nico Hines, although I am on record as saying I want Cam McInnes to be our captain. So whoever our captain is, I feel like they'll be our, the captain of the year because we're going to have such a great stellar season. Yeah, captain of the year for mine was originally on there, as was winger of the year. I, I crossed the winger out when Dan said it, and I, I crossed the captain of the year out earlier because I don't know who the captain is going to be, and I just feel like you're going to give Nico too many awards if you do that. Um <laughs> I'm going Rookie of the Year is the first one we're going to claim with Kale Hero. Okay. That's, the, that's the first one there. I've got Craig Fitzgibbon down for Coach of the Year, although fit spot as we have it. Uh, I'm not quite sure if he'll do that. And I've got Dalian winner, Nico Hines, and the halfback of the year, Nico Hines. So we're on the last headline before we have a little bit of a Sharks chat afterwards. But... Uh, the Sharks shocked the world to book a place in the grand final against what team? Dan? Oh, mate, it's it's got to be Penrith. It's the good guys, the ultimate good guys versus the ultimate bad guys in the ultimate grand Which final. Which one are we? Well, it doesn't matter, and I, I don't care. If we're there on grand final night, uh, look, I, I think Penrith are going to be very, very hard to beat again like next year. I do. I hear them say... From viewer land. Uh, then we're Brisbane, so I think we'll beat Brisbane in a prelim up there just to rub it in their faces and beat, uh, be the ones to dethrone Penrith would be ideal. I, I don't think we can... Sorry, I don't think I can handle playing Penrith in a grand final next year. I don't think my, my, my me can take it. I'm going to say... Let's go back in time. I see us playing the Storms, the Melbourne Storm. I think that'll be a good storyline. I think they're always there or about. And I think, as yeah, as I said, it would be a good storyline for us to kind of recreate that moment. And I genuinely believe both teams could get there. Obviously, Penrith are red hot. They're, they're ready to go. But I'm just kind of sick of seeing them win, which is how it always is. You know, your opposition fan, sick of seeing them win. It's no disrespect. They're an amazing team. Let's go Storm Sharks. Sharks win by a little bit more than what they did last time. That'd be nice. Yeah. I am not one to hold a grudge, but I do hold a grudge against two teams. And I want to go back in time to right the wrongs of a prelim. Now, obviously the first prelim you think of is 1999, but if St. George make a grand final next year, <laughs> I will do a podcast naked live. Well, uh, so it's not going to be them. So I'm going to go back to 2002 and we're going to right the wrongs and we're going to beat the New Zealand Warriors in a grand final. Oh, wow. That would be fun. That would be a fun, that'd be a fun grand final. I don't think it would be watched by anybody, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can, mate, we would be the bad guys in that one. Absolutely. No, yeah, we'd be no. Even, even some of our fans wouldn't go for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for the Warriors. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, we tried to get uh, TK on here. We tried to get Tristan on here and he wrote back to me and said, I'm really off the Sharks, eh? I just got a Warriors membership and a jersey. Yeah. 
he's a wise man now. Yeah, he enough. is a wise man indeed. Look, it is uh, off-season time and we're having a bit of fun. But Sam, what are some things that you want to see this off-season from Cronulla? Like what, you know, obviously we don't want to see any bad headlines. We don't want to see any negative headlines coming. But what, what do you want to hear? What do you want to see? What stories do you want to come out of the club? Like, for me, personally, I want to just see nothing but Kate Dykes footage. I want a 24-7 cam on Kate Dykes in the preseason. What are you most looking forward to? Well, I think, it's for me, it's more of a team thing, and I want to know that they're going to have the resolve they had towards the end of the year. Like, they had a lot of backbone and resilience. I know it didn't go the way we wanted it to, but even in the Roosters game, like, they showed a lot of heart, a lot of desire, and to be honest, a lot of that was missing for most of the year. Whenever things got tough, they folded. And that's not the sort of team I want to follow. So I was happy to see us get back to that place that we were kind of in for most of 2022. And I think for me, I want to see headline stories, Gary Dover at training, filming a whole lot of defense. Uh, I want to see them just sweating it up. And the attack is fine. Let's keep on defending like we did at the end of the year and show that resilience. And as far as individuals go, definitely K Dykes. I want to see the young fellas come through. I wouldn't mind seeing guys like Stone Street get a go, Hero. I just want it to make a whole lot of sense because for me, I'm not dropping neither of the wingers we have. Therefore, I don't know where Sam's going to fit in unless there's an injury. But I want to see, yeah, those guys knocking on the door. The more pressure on the top guys, the better it is for all of us. Dan, what do you want to see? First, I want to see a headline that wishes Matt Moyle and Ari Viderti or whatever the French for see you later is. And I want to see Connor Tracy released to the Dragons. I want those distractions done, and I want I want none of this. We're getting haircuts, and we're doing this off the field, we're doing that off the field. I want them tackling, get the blokes on weekend release and get them running at them. I want to see them struggling through this offseason. I want to see them blowing, and I want to see them in pain because... That's all you ever see from Penrith, and that's who we want to be. We want to be Penrith. Last year in the preseason, I took the special because I knew something like this would come up. We were we were dancing and filming these TikToks. They were getting smashed, and they were going, "Oh, where's the fun stuff? Screw the fun stuff." They just won back to back to back premierships. That's what I want to see. Do the fun stuff, hundred percent. We are a very likable team with very likable people. Ronaldo, Toby, and Nico are three of the most likable blokes. Naturally charismatic. I don't want to see guys cutting hair in mannequins. On the Sharks account, do it on your personal accounts, whatever. That's, that's, not, that's not up to us. But from the Sharks, I want to see nothing but serious. Apologize for last year. Say, we messed up. Did they? Who cares? Say you did, because if you're not going out there with a mindset of we're going to win every single game to nil and win a grand final, then you're not doing enough. So I just want to see push, push, push. I want to see K Dykes. I want to see Stone Street. I want to see Eero in everything. Whether they all play, I think that's a bit of a pipe dream at this moment. And I want to see Jesse Colhoun bench press 150 kilos. So that bloke's got it in him, and it's going to happen. Yeah, look, apart from, apart from Kate Dykes um, and Kate Lero propaganda, I wouldn't mind like just seeing more of Tom. I love Tom. Now, I don't love finding photos of Tom with hair, though. So That's awful, Terry. If he looks like he's gonna get hair back, are we okay with Braden Hamlin you giving him a haircut? Yes, that's the one you found a, a loophole. Okay. Can I ask our guests a question, please? Yeah. 
Now, if you look at Tom, what do you think? You think, there's a big, bold man, right? Why do they call him Tall Tom, not Big Bold Tom? Just doesn't seem I think right. I, st- I started the Tall Tom stuff. So it's he's you I have to have a pick a fight with then? Yes. Well, I'll see tall, you in there. Look, he is very don't tall. You see, don't you see tallness? No, I see big and bald is what I see. Well... Maybe we can work something out. I have my podcast. Hey, look. We can. We can. That is true. I reckon we both make shirts and see which one sells better, and we donate all the profits to me. What do you reckon? The the, the history of our podcast clashing is behind us now. Like People have missed that. They've missed it. It's over, so there's no more. If you want to go big, bold, I'll try and remember. That'll be the way that I... No, no, please. I didn't realize it was you specifically. And once again, I've very much done my research and planned these pot shots. But yeah. I miss the days where we weren't all great mates and we had to pretend like we actually didn't watch games together and stuff. But anyways, here we are. So uh, I, I, I want to ask you guys, uh, you're banging on a lot about Kale Hero. Uh, is, he, is he ready to go? Look, I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan. I've watched him for a long time. I'm not a thousand percent, even a hundred percent convinced that he's ready to go right this second. He was ready 16 months ago. Mm-hmm. When he played wing and made, what, 300 metres and broke 15 tackles on yeah. 24 hours notice. If that happens at any other club, he never leaves first grade. I know 100% you're not going to play him in finals and stuff. And, I mean, Talakai did an excellent job for all the grief he cops in defence. And, you know, a lot of it's justified. Until about six weeks ago, you couldn't even consider dropping Talakai with any degree of seriousness. But when Sifa Talakai comes out and says, Oi, Kale is better than me at everything. That says to me, come on, it's time to move on. Yeah, he, he's I, ready. I'm definitely definitely ready for Talakai to move to the middle, 100%. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if if the Prince, uh, uh, Kay Dykes, might get a shot there as well, though. And, and, and who would you, if you guys are so big on these both these guys, who would you lean towards there if it was one of the two? Hero. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll jump in there. I'll say Hero just because he's got the experience. He's been in the New South Wales Cup. Yep. Center of the year and two years in a row, and he's been the best player in the New South Wales Cup, and was arguably the best back in the competition this year when he felt like playing. Um, I I don't I don't want us to like get Cade Dykes and just put him in the team for the sake of putting him in the team. I want us to turn around and find the plan for Cade Dykes and go: Are you going to be our next fullback, or are you going to be our next five eight? If you're going to be our next five eight. You're starting off in Newtown at 5'8". If you're going to be a fullback, you're starting at Newtown at fullback. So that's the plan I want from him because this guy hasn't played footy for 18 months. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm looking for him. To answer your question, Shanaz, is Kaleero ready? The only way we're going to find out is if we give him a run of games. Sure, sure, sure. That's, that's the, 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 there's, there's two things that, that I see that have to be done. The first one is Kaleero goes into left centre. Or the second one is Ronnie goes to left centre and Stone Street plays left wing and we just give it a run of games like we allowed Moylan to do for a while. Look, I don't think we're going to 2024 winning a premiership. Just be honest. We've always said that our premiership window starts 2025 when we've got money in the cap. But let's find out if these guys need to be upgraded or if they need to be persisted with. And that, for me, like that's what I want to see in this preseason in the trials, getting Talakai back in the forwards, finding that, that weight that he lost, stick it back on him, put him in the pigs. So I think, I think it can be very beneficial for him to be back on the bench, if I'm honest. So the, the, 
question then is, what happens if Will Kennedy continues to be lights out, which I believe he will, so he's full back for the next, I don't know, four or five years. Mm. Yep. What happens if Braden Trindle plays the way he did this year, which was kind of good enough to keep his spot? Like, not 10 out of 10 performances, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then you, you're thinking, well, what am I going to do with Kay Dykes? And then you're trying to find a spot for him. Now, he could come off the bench and be Mr. Utility. Yep. Or you might find him somewhere in that back line. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, so the, the trajectory of Will Kennedy every year gets better and better and better and better, and I don't see that slowing down. At any. The only thing that stops Will Kennedy being a truly elite fullback is injuries. Mm. And every time he seems to get himself in really good form, he gets injured. So yeah. I can see Will Kennedy being our fullback for a very long time, and I'll be Mark K. Dykes to be our number six long-term going forward. Um, I... I honestly think that if Trindle is playing like he did last year and Will Kennedy is playing like he did last year, then if Cade Dykes is ready to be in our team, he's coming off the bench uh-huh. at lock and roaming or he's just just buying his time. You know, we've had games where we haven't where, where Connor Tracy hasn't played, where we we've stuck someone on the bench who hasn't played a minute, where Moylan didn't get a minute either. So that's yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at. In terms of if if K Dykes has to be in our team, that's the way it's going. At least for twenty twenty four. So therefore, you could let Connor Tracy go in that instance over something. I would. Yeah. If if, if a good offer for Con- look Connor Tracy's twenty seven, and we still don't know what his spot is. We don't know whether he's a winger. We don't know whether he's a centre fullback five eight. Yeah. Or utility off the bench. If the Dragons know what it is and they come to us and say. You can take one of our good juniors if you have one, or we'll literally just pay his entire contract. Yeah. yeah. I just with Connor. I there's a fair few players that Terry and I would have discussed by the time this comes out, so I won't name any names, but that are available next season. And I think if you went a year early and said, "Oi, come across," I don't think their current clubs would stand in the way. I know that's a bit wishy-washy without naming names, but um, I would let Connor go after I've had that discussion with, say, the Roosters and said, hey, so-and-so player we're looking at, let Connor go, freeze money up, do that, and then, then you've got a little bit to play with because during the off-season, three or four players are going to do something stupid, something's going to happen, players are going to come up. I'd rather have that and just upgrade whoever than, than hold Connor Tracy. I don't have... I love Connor Tracy. When he re-signed for us, I was exceptionally happy. I thought he didn't take over Chad Townsend. I got I got that wrong, but but right at the same yeah. time. So I, anytime I see him on the wing or centre, I think Sweetie's going to do a job. But I don't get the feeling that... Put it this way. I think Caliero's had better games for Newtown than Tracy did this season. But obviously they picked Tracy based on what he's done and over the years. I would have picked Hero and just copped the, oh, he didn't quite play so well because he's upside so much much higher. So I, I would let Connor go. And I think I think if we need to pay half a Moylan salary just to get him out of the club, I, I would do that rather than sit him for a season because everyone jokes about it, but he's done so much for us. I don't want the look of him sitting dejected in the stands like we saw at the end of last year. So And that that's the Moylan fan of me coming out. I, I'm happy to cop that. I think by round 10 next year, I think there's no choice. I think Cade Dykes plays number six. All the negativity on him was that, one, he couldn't kick, and two, he was too small. Well, he's bigger than Nico Hines, and Nico Hines is doing a pretty good job in the halves. He spent 
we've seen players go down with ACLs and just just sit around and, and, and get fat or or out you know relatively fat, not like us normal people. K Dykes looked like he did nothing but eat protein and lift weights. He looks ginormous, and obviously he yeah. will slant he will slender down when he starts running again full time. And his Instagram stories are, are showing a very full figure at the moment, and that's exciting to see. A lot of people claim to watch Newtown and don't. When K Dykes, when we had last year when we won the minor premiership, K Dykes played six, pretty much 50-50 with Lockie Miller. Lockie Miller wasn't kicking. K Dykes was kicking from fullback or 5'8". I believe he was picked at 5'8 in the team of the year, and then he played half a season there. So this kid, again, it's a little bit, I've seen a bit of talent, so I want him to be better than he is. And you and I have had chats about Braden Trindle, and I probably think I've been higher on him than yourself, respectfully, but looking at the two, Kate Dykes is way up here. For those that aren't watching, I'm holding my hand above my head. Trindle is yeah. down in the middle. So I think by around 10 next year, if if Trindle's playing well, you leave him. And you, you, you tell him a season. You tell Dykes, this is the season you haven't, that you should have had last year. You play a full season. You just get ready and then whoosh, go off. Because Trindle, I think, is off, off contract in 25. Then when I'd make the switch. But if he's not playing well and Kate Dykes is playing well, make the switch, stick with it. There's your future premiership winning halves. You heard it here first. So Trindle's uh, off in twenty five. Yep. Okay. I've got I've got him at twenty five as per those legends at zero tackle, so I'll have to check around. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. That well, that all kind of pans out then. That for the for the Dykes to, you know. But if he was to play centre, I have no problem with that because I think physically he's big enough. I just think you have to find a way to get Eero or Stone Street Dykes and Calhoun all in the side. I think they'll be our next premiership winning crop. I don't think it'll be the Kafusis, the Trindles, and Talakai. You heard it here first. Um, just, just quickly before we go, what do you want to hear from Craig Fitzgibbon during the preseason? Do we want to hear a lot from Fitz, or do we want to hear a little, or do we want to hear somewhere in the middle? What are you hoping to hear from Fitz? He's not a. He's not a big talker, as we know all know. Like he's he's not a huge fan of the, of doing media, and what he does is he doesn't give away a lot as far as the footy goes. And sometimes I'm really happy about that. But after a loss, for example, I do want to hear more, and and he just doesn't say much. And I understand why. And I think ultimately I prefer a coach that doesn't say as much as you know the other plonkers that say way too much and get way too emotional and just make everyone look stupid. He's never really going to be that guy, which is why sometimes towards the end of the year when he sort of freaked out a bit and he would mention a ref or whatever, people would lose their minds going, oh, he's playing the blame game. It's not. He was just he was just opening up a little bit. I'd like to hear a bit more from Fitz. At this point in time, I don't know, Terry, I don't know how much I need to hear. I think I just need to see. I need to see things rather than hear things. I need to see, as you said, the tackling pads out and and just just ripping and tearing them. I'm not a very competitive person, but when it comes to this stuff, I'm extremely competitive. Like all of our listeners, your listeners, my listeners, the fans in the in the at the club, and we want to see another title. And the only way to do that is to get in it, just get stuck in, and and do all those boring cliches and. We saw that towards the end of the year. It was awesome. Like the winning North Queensland was incredible and and a lot of fun. And I just I just want to go back to those really good times. So the forwards in particular, I know we're getting off from what you said, Terry, but the forwards really need to step up this year. Really need to step up. 
Dan? That's a great shout, mate. I want to see plenty of him, but I want to see him in the back of photos. Again, in videos and stuff. Again, how often do you hear from Ivan Cleary? There's, there's what you're aiming to be. And I know people will say, oh, we, we need to be our own this, we need to be doing that. No, we don't. We need to be Penrith. We need to, everything they do, we need to copy to a T and get as close to them because they're what we're trying to be. You never see Cleary. Even when Nathan was being a dickhead on TikTok, what did Ivan say? Yeah, we'll deal with it internally. That's what I want to hear. I don't need Fitzgibbon. I need Nico Hines. I need Cam McInnes. I need Ronaldo. I need Toby. I need these guys out talking. And not like, oh, we're going to prune the premiership this year. You just need these guys in the media because it keeps people quiet and it keeps people like yourself and I, Terry, from, from having like these where are the boys because you're seeing them up in front. But ultimately, if they post a story a day and it's a smashing each other, that is more than enough for me. And I, I think... I'm one with you, Shinaz. If you see Fitz out there talking this and that and blah, 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 it's probably not going well because when we were flying, yeah. he wasn't saying anything. Yeah. Wayne Bennett-esque. I'm very much with you, mate, 100%. And we're quite lucky with a guy like Nico Hines that, I mean, he doesn't do a lot of press, but when he does it, as in like, when I say a lot of press, obviously we see him every day, but as far as press conferences go, he'll do one probably every two months, but when he does it, he grabs people for like 20 minutes and just won't shut up about how he's feeling and how he can improve this and that. And he's, you know, he takes everything on his shoulders. And I think that covers up a lot of what the coach doesn't say, because you won't get a more honest guy than Nico Hines. Like I've, as you both have heard all your lives watching footy, studying it, he's pretty much the most open book I've seen. And he's our guy. And whether that's good or bad, I can't tell you, but at least you're getting a lot a lot from him. He's giving you everything he's got, basically. 100%. Yeah, I, I think... I, I'm, mate, I'm with you. I've said the same. I think Cam McInnes needs to be the captain next year. Not because Nico's yeah. not doing a good job, because Nico can't yeah. do everything. Yep. Yeah, look, I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you guys in this. I want the less is more from Craig Fitzgibbon, Right. But when he does talk, I want it to be about, you know, not about, oh, you know, we know what we've got to do and, and, and we'll do it in our own time. Like, no, I, I want to know that he's had the boys up at four o'clock and they've been going home at six o'clock at night physically. Yeah. I want to he, know the defence. He know, does it's, tend it's, to talk in a little bit of, he does talk in puzzles a little bit, Fitzy. Yeah, he does. That That is quite annoying. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look, I... Well, I also, as well, I, I wouldn't mind a new assistant coach. So, probably looking at Steve Price to, to part and go back with Flanagan and just seeing what's out there as well and, and you know, get some fresh ideas around the club. But that's that's for here or there or another podcast. So, would that have happened by now if it was going to happen? Aren't we back at training tomorrow or next week or sometime? We're back at training. Uh, you would know that, isn't it? Monday week, I thought. Okay, so we'd, we'd yeah. probably know by now if if we're getting a new assistant coach. Yeah, that, yeah that's a good point. The thirteenth, I think, uh, some of the players come back, and then it's you know, sort of December. Then yeah, the yeah. guys who were involved in the uh, off-season tests will will come back in. Just, just on that, we will bleating on pretty much all season that. It's given, you know, he's only in his second year of coaching. And, I mean, they didn't throw what's-his-face at the Roosters in without 
you know, assistant coaches. Fitz had been doing it for a couple of seasons. I, I think we might have missed a trick there. I know Josh Hannay's done a pretty good job. And Steve Price, obviously, you know, he's the premiership winning assistant, came back, etc. But I don't... I would I would employ someone that knows how to use the bench because I think that's Fitzgibbon's major downfall. And someone that can front the media because we see a lot of assistants. Like Cam Serrato was always in front of the media when he was at Penrith, probably more so than Cleary, which I know a lot of the, the journos hate, but I'm a club first, journo second kind of guy despite what I do in my, my spare time. I know that's a bit, uh, you know, hypocritical, but whatever. So I, I think I think we missed a trick there. I don't know if Steve Price has got that, and I don't see it training. We we've been to like two trainings in our know, entire life, so I don't know if he's the vocal voice there. I don't feel like Fitzgibbon needs to be. I think he needs to give them a look, and they need to know he doesn't need to say anything because all the good coaches don't say a lot. I really I really wish we got Holbrook, but. If any of the coaches get sacked early this year, I know that's a terrible thing to say, but you know if it happens, it happens. I'd probably be looking at saying, "Oh, come be assistant at Cronulla. Just, just you know, come, come, calm down. Come, you know, give us your good ideas, not your bad ones, obviously, because a lot of assistant coaches are great assistants, <laughs> Cam Serrato, but can't coach first grade. So, you know, maybe in round got, six, if the Bulldogs go zero and six, we can write the wrong there. I've got one more question before we go because I know we're running out of time here on the assistant coaches. Did we miss a trick not bringing Josh Morris back, uh, John Morris back to the club? Uh, in what capacity? As an assistant coach. <laughs> He's Dude. one of the Tigers. He's one of the Tigers, right? He wouldn't come back. In what world are we living in that that, that he would say yes to that and we would actually offer that? No uh, world. There is, yeah. there is no world. Yeah. As much as much as he still tells people on Facebook oh, that he holds no grudges to Cronulla, he's, he may not. His family certainly do. So there is absolutely no way. I, I know Bomber a little bit, and I just don't think that I just don't think he would even entertain that idea. Family aside, just if you said to him, "Hey, would you be up for this?" I really don't think he would be up for it. But, um, but he's one of the Tigers, Shnaz. He's gone to the Tigers. Well, he was—he was a tiger once. It's the only way I can kind of justify it. I, that just had, proves Shinazi's point that he'll go anywhere but Cronulla. Yeah, yeah, that's—that is fair. Look, we are on a time constraint on our podcast, unlike you, Sam, who can go for hours and hours yeah, and hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Positively, yeah. of course. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, being the second best host on this show tonight, behind Dan and above myself. Thank you for having me. Thank you. What have you got coming up, Sam? What has Shark Castle coming up, and how can we plug it? And where do we listen to your amazing voice on these airwaves? Uh, I appreciate the uh, uh, the chance to say so. We uh, we're on, just on all the podcast apps. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find Shark Cast Pod. Uh, we're into our ninth, I think, going into tenth season. So, amazing. Doing it a while now. Uh, we have a host of co-hosts. Excuse the pun. Who jump on with me? And two or three episodes a week. It's a lot of fun. We did, do tend to ramble a bit, as you've politely said. And uh, coming up in the off-season, we're going to be interviewing uh, some older players. Uh, hopefully a coach that we've mentioned tonight quite a lot. I'm trying to get my hands on him. No promises, but it's looking good. And just a lot of sort of looking back. Going to try and look at some old games, old eras, that kind of stuff. We've definitely slowed down a lot. 
I'm getting a lot of mail from people saying, please don't do that, but I, come on, give me a break, you know? So <laughs> we're going to be doing as much as we can over summer. And of course, just like you guys will be revving up around mid-January, early February. Yeah, now, speaking of your uh, old eras that you're going back to look at, Dan and I, of course, did the Nostalgia Podcast of 2019. Yeah. The Newtown season, and I have got another season uh, that I'm thinking about uh, having a crack at. But the amount of work I put into that 2019, I think uh, I need a pay rise on this show. But, uh, yeah. but look, Sam, it was great to have you on here. Thank uh, you, boys. Dan's, Dan's tapping the screen. If I can just be serious, because we've still got 10 minutes. Um, look, Terry, I'm happy to double your wages. So double nothing is yep. obviously nothing. Um, yep. Look, a genuine thank you, mate. Thanks so much for coming on. Those that haven't heard, both Terry and I have jumped on Sam's podcast. It is a little bit yes. different. Um, whereas Terry and I like to fly off the rails because we think it's funny. Sam comes at, from a different angle. And um, sometimes I get a bit annoyed listening to him and he calms me down. And I think... Yeah, you're right. Other times I'll text him going off the race and he'll bring me back just a little bit. And I hope to roll him up a little bit. So genuinely to both our listeners, mum and dad, if you can please go give him a listen. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, yes, the the quality is very, very good. The player interviews, he's got access that we just downright are never yeah. going to get for obvious reasons. But um, that, yeah. he introduced us to Gaz too, which I'll never forgive you for, but thank you anyways. But uh, <laughs> genuinely, mate, I did my research. I had my, my pot shots. But anyone who's heard any of the bullshit in the past, Sam, Terry, and I are all great mates. It is yep. fantastic. We are not competitive at all. Um, no. But I can cut this off at any time. We're better than you, Blake. No. We, um, no, yeah, mate, thank, thank you so much. It is genuinely good fun to listen to every week. I love the mail yeah. you guys get compared to the mail we get, which is yeah. Not so nice most of the time, but that's okay. I mean, we we get the mail that we attract. You know what I mean? Like Sam gets <laughs> Sam gets both end of the the spectrum. I do. Or end of the spectrum. We get the. Don't you agree? This guy sucks. Why? Well, yeah, you're right. So. Yes, we do. <laughs> but, uh, Shinaz, no, thank you. It's been great. Uh, thanks, boys. We, Appreciate we, it. Yeah, we should uh, we should get together again in January. Uh, not only yeah. But for a pint and a feed as well but yeah, this will sure. be out later in the week Dan and I have recorded um, another pub, a podcast that's got to drop as well but uh, can we get can here. we get a Hail Matt Moylan from Sam to be the last one we throw yeah I mean I can do that if that's what you would like me to do I would yes. like you to do that the last ever one goes to you Sam as give it to us Hail Matt Moylan hold on we've just realised what's just happened Sam you want to try that again and I cannot edit yeah, I don't want to hail Matt Morgan. I want to hail Matt Moylan. 